0: Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter.
1: In the episode about Vault 15, we discussed how a diverse community can go wrong. And how the inhabitants of Vault 15 formed some of the worst raider groups in the Mojave wasteland but they also formed shady sands the good regular people the ones who wanted to have families and farm the land and and just live a good life formed the village of shady sands and from shady sands by fallout 2 you have the origin of the NCR the New California Republic. Now, if you've played Fallout New Vegas, and if you've played any of the other Fallout's, there's generally some uh, reference to the NCR among some of the characters who know who they are. It, the NCR becomes a actually very large government over in the West Coast, and the the NCR. It, think when you think NCR, think of the iconic armor. And the outfit that shows up in some of the footage from Fallout New Vegas. And it's not, we're not thinking power armor here. This is probably the coolest outfit in the game or in the games that isn't power armor. It's like a gas mask with the, um, the red uh, lenses over the eyes and a soldier's helmet on top of that. And then there's a coat, a very long brown coat over top of what appears to be some sort of body armor and maybe even uh, like blue jeans underneath. And the characters who wear these are soldiers for the NCR. They are rangers in the NCR. And they, uh, aside from coming across a full setup of T-51 Power Armor, this is probably one of the most intimidating and and badass looking outfits in the games. This look is very iconic. In fact, they use it in a lot of the artwork and things for Fallout New Vegas. And it definitely sets it apart from some of the other games. But there are similarities to the Power Armor look from the more traditional Fallout uh, titles. Um, you You still have a mask. You still have a covered face with eyes and some sort of uh, gas mask, some sort of filter on on the mouth. The body is fully covered, uh, big combat boots, probably a very long-range rifle, and then even some ammunition hanging on a belt across the chest. And I, I want you to Keep this picture in mind. This is what comes to me when I think of the NCR, that and the logo on the flag of the two headed bear. Uh, <laughs> they have some pictures of um, the two headed bear on some shirts that they sell in the store. Uh, and it says New, New California Republic. That is the symbol of the New California Republic. So uh, go check out those pictures online. Look up um, and I'll share some of these on Twitter as well. But I want you to keep that picture of that future modern wasteland picture. Ranger in your mind, because that that's the iconic image of the NCR. So let's dive into the NCR and let's talk about the formation of this this group. Well, this this group actually starts in Fallout 2 at Shady Sands. And originally it was under the leadership of Aradesh and with the assistance of the Vault Dweller, according to the fandom.com wiki article, who saved Tandy. Now, Tandy, in one of these days, I'm going to go through a, and I mentioned this on a previous show, go through an actual timeline of what happens in Fallout 1 and what happens in Fallout 2. So until then, I'm just going to have to pick out and kind of reference some of the players and some of the characters in that. Now, Tandy is Eridesh's daughter and the future president of the NCR. The community uh, was prospering in the situation here. The trade routes were working well. The, The community was growing and growing and basically created its own national entity called the New California Republic. So in 2186, now notice, 2186, that's just over 100 years from 2077 when the bombs dropped, the town of Shady Sands changed its name to the New California Republic and formed a trial council to draft a constitution. Four more settlements joined the council, and in 2189, the NCR was voted into existence as a sprawling federation of five states. Shady Sands, Los Angeles, Maxon, The Hub, and Daglo. And some of those names are going to sound familiar to you if you played those early Fallout games. By post-apocalyptic standards, the NCR is a paragon of economic success and good ethical character. Political enfranchisement, rule of law, and a reasonable degree of physical security and a standard of living better than mere subsistence are daily realities for its impressive population of citizens. The NCR, at this point in the timeline, is... At least in the western side of the United States, because we don't know a whole lot about what's going on in certain other places during this uh, hundred years after the the bombs dropped. We get a little bit of a hint of what might be going on in Fallout 76. But the other games on the East Coast take place 200 years later. So and in a very specific area. So this This area is actually very large. There's a very wide swath of the Western United States that comes underneath the governance, we should say. It's not really rule, the governance of the NCR. And they're doing well. They're doing well for themselves. They're keeping people fed, relatively safe. They've banded together. This is probably the closest thing at this point in time we have to a reemerging United States government. Um, as much as the Enclave likes to think that they might be the, the real United States, this seems to be where the majority of the people are connecting and the good people are fighting the good fight in order to help help humanity survive. So it goes on. It says, currently, the NCR is in a state of transition with rapid economic growth and a series of changes in political leadership endangering its great humanitarian ideals. Nowhere is this more evident than in the Mojave, where the occupation of Hoover Dam has improved access to electricity and water, but at a cost of straining its budget and embroiling its armed forces in a morally corrosive imperialist project. So, what this is talking about here in this this part of the wiki is the events of Fallout New Vegas. The the Hoover Dam is is a focal point of that game. And who controls the dam? Do, does the NCR control it? Does New Vegas, does Mr. House control it? Or what about Caesar's Legion, the biggest, baddest, toughest group of the Mojave who don't have any problems, any qualms with any morally objectionable behavior? Do they, do they claim the Hoover Dam? Now, your actions in Fallout New Vegas are key to how this actually plays out, of course. Now, I may have gotten a little bit ahead of myself. I did mention the size and the span of the New California Republic, and I didn't go over the details in that or some of what the New California Republic actually stands for. So let's let's back up a little bit. The population of the New California Republic is roughly 700,000 people, and in a post-apocalyptic world where there aren't that many people left, that's actually a very, very large number, of the people who are remaining, specifically in California, Nevada, Mexico, and along the Colorado River. The NCR, according to the wiki, emphasizes and claims to support a myriad of old world values, such as democracy, personal liberty, and the rule of law. It also strives to restore general order to the wasteland. The improvement and development of infrastructure and economic systems and a basic common peace between the people. Though appearing to be a benevolent entity of governance, the ability to control the land it claims to protect, the fidelity of those who live under their rule, and the widespread corruption within their political system has been questioned by many, without a clear response by the NCR themselves. So, this is not an idyllic system. It is a system I almost you know what it just occurs to me right now it's almost a system like our modern our modern American government where the actual ideals themselves the things that we profess to believe in are very high-minded they're very positive they're very morally morally good but the way that the government actually functions and the motives of the people in power aren't always a hundred percent in line with those ideals. They often, um, are focusing more on themselves first and using the patriotic words in order to just mask their true intents. And in any system, you're going to have that. You're going to have people who abuse the system, who try to rally people around them because they want them to think that they believe the same things everyone else does. But in actuality, they're just using those individuals for support for their own their own means, their own good. So it's kind of the way things tend to happen, but it's the NCR is no different. Now, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily evil either. They are only as good as the individuals who are involved in the organization, just like any other organization. So let's talk about their society. The majority of the NCR populace is made up of farmers, traveling merchants and poor settlers seeking protection from the dangers of the post-apocalyptic world. A luxury usually only available to the rich and powerful. In exchange for their protection, the NCR classes them as a citizen and collects taxes from them, which is mostly used on the military to arm, train, and supply their troops. Now, you're going to come across the troops a lot, in, especially in Fallout New Vegas. You will come across the NCR troops, and many of them will be saying this. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winner. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter.
0: Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish
1: for a nuclear winter. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. Patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. I found that clip on YouTube, but it's kind of like the arrow in the knee comment from Skyrim, but for Fallout New Vegas. Um, I don't know if you remember playing this game and coming across the NCR, but they are kind of a grumpy group that all complain about patrolling the Mojave. and how they almost wish for a nuclear winner. Um, <laughs> so to go on, the NCR enforces strict rules upon the citizens and their cities. In areas under military law, such as the Mojave, crimes are typically punished by death. So very strict, very strict rules, very swift judgment. Openly carrying arms, prostitution, gambling and slavery are not permitted within NCR city limits. Persons found under the influence of alcohol or drugs will be arrested. So they keep a tight leash. None of, the, none of that funny business, and don't you, don't you brandish a firearm openly in public. A notable trait of the New California Republic, often to the annoyance of its citizens, is the government's tendency to be overly bureaucratic and give power to those of an important background rather than by ability. As much power is invested in particular individuals in the city back west, citizens at the frontier regions often feel that they are not listened to and forgotten. Now, this is interesting to me from a historical perspective, because you have the Caesar's Legion, which is uh, using a lot of the Roman Empire symbolism and... Even some of the <laughs> some of the violent types of things that the Roman Empire did uh, to other people and some of their own people, and it's focused on that that historical idea of the Roman Empire. And what's interesting about this is the NCR suffers from some of the same issues that the Roman Empire did at its boundaries. The Roman Roman Empire the further you got from Rome, the the further out to the edges of the empire, the the more difficult the hold was on the groups that the empire was ruling over, and the less those groups saw a real benefit from being part of the empire, and the more likely they were to rebel. It's this, kind of this interesting um, dynamic there with the NCR having some of the same issues that the Romans did, and then the Legion actually... Modeling after Roman rule. There's a whole lot of uh, connection there in the way that that stuff plays out Probably in a way that like the individual people in these situations wouldn't have been aware of But it just occurs to me that that's kind of a cool uh, combination of details coming together so the governmental structure of the NCR is a democratic, federal, presidential republic mod- modeling, itself on the government of the pre-war United States. The government is divided into three branches, legislative, executive and judicial, just like the United States is now. And the legislative branch is the Congress staffed by representatives elected to their states and senators, forming two houses, House of Representatives and the Senate. The congressman use a variety of titles. Now, it actually notes here counselor with a C-I-L-O-R and counselor S-E-L-O-R as two different spellings. I, I suppose they both occur in the game. And I don't know uh, from a language perspective why one is different from the other, but basically they sound the same. Then you have councilman, representative and senator. In particularly, the hub in its own obstinate way prefers to call the representatives governors. The executive branch is the Republic Council, headed by the president and vice president. The president and vice president are elected by NCR citizens with advice from the Congress. Last, the judicial branch comprises courts and judges ruling in accordance with NCR's adapted version of American common law. In theory, this is a sound and well-bound system, but in practice, every state tries to assert its independence and work towards furthering its own goal. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure in the government by individual states trying to assert their own dominance and trying to focus on what they want more than anyone else wants. And that can be seen in the dialogue and some of the situations that you run into in the games. Now, let's talk about the military, the uh, outfit I described at the beginning of the episode at that in your head according to the wiki the ncr's military is comprised of several divisions including marksmen scouts mechanized units and a small number of vertebrates so they're almost as well stocked as the brotherhood and they also uh, have some of the same technology they have some salvaged power armor now they probably aren't as well stocked but they they could hold a conflict toe to toe with the brotherhood if if things came to it in addition many of their major cities are protected and patrolled by heavily armed police officers one of their special forces units consists of the new california rangers now think of that dude in the in the trench coat A select group that is pledged to protect the people of the wastes, much like the Texas Rangers of old. The Rangers are said to have numerous safe houses throughout the wastes, and they use these to strike at slavers outside of NCR territory, usually in the north. As expected, the two groups hate each other with a passion. NCR was also in the habit of establishing marshals in the major population centers in their territories, responsible for enforcing the laws of NCR throughout the Republic. Ghouls, super mutants, and humans were all known to serve in the NCR armed forces. So... Actual diversity, humans, but then also ghouls and super mutants. And remember, in this part of the world, there are some intelligent super mutants who were some of the first to be engineered. And I can't imagine coming across a super mountain mutant uh, ranger out in the wild. But man, that's that's got to be cool. I wonder if they have the same outfits, just really big. Although diverse, the NCR military is mostly comprised of their regular troops who are characterized by their tan uniforms, wide-brimmed hats, goggles, and armed with a standard service rifle. These soldiers are the image often associated with the NCR and are commonly seen in both pro and anti-NCR propaganda. We'll dig more into the NCR in upcoming episodes where we will discuss things like the events of Fallout 2 and New Vegas. They are Key players in the events of the games and often are the closest thing to the good guys compared to the slavers and the raiders and all the other terrible people who are clearly more on the dark end of the spectrum, Um, simply because the idea that they are they're looking for some semblance of humanity to, to remain an actual government system where people have rights, where law and order prevail and where basic safety and human freedoms are Are required in order to move forward so those ideals are not bad things those are those are very good things it just all depends on who happens to be the person in charge and what conflicts and difficulties they're dealing with at the time and as we know in the fallout world nothing is easy everything is very difficult now one last little note about the NCR is the fact that they have some of their own currency and you can see pictures of this in the games and it looks like dollar bills and tens twenties uh hundreds and they look very very similar to 20th century uh money but with different faces and different pictures and it says the new california republic on it um and the little section down here at the bottom of this wiki article says the ncr created its own currency in the form of gold coins around the turn of the 22nd century bottle caps were useless at this time due to the gold reserves of the ncr This changed when the Brotherhood of Steel destroyed the gold reserves in 2281. The NCR dollar devalued and the conversion rate increased to 2.5 NCR dollars to one bottle cap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So big news, friends. The Robots Radio Network is now sponsored by Loot Crate. This means that you will get 15% off on your purchase of a crate or a crate subscription at LootCrate.com. Now, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you to LootCrate.com. And when you purchase something, you can put in the code Robots Radio, R-O-B-O-T-S-R-A-D-I-O. And when you do that, you get 15% off your purchase. Now, this is awesome because they have Fallout crates. They have video game crates. They have superheroes. You get T-shirts and figures and art to put on your walls. This is actually where I got the Brotherhood of Steel flag that I have behind me in some of my videos Very, very cool stuff. I'm super excited about it. And if you have somebody who's already buying you loot crates for your birthdays or or whatever, give them the code. They can use it. If you want to use this for somebody else's gifts, or if you just want to get yourself one or two boxes, you can use the code for yourself. Again, just click the link in the show notes and type in the code robots radio. R-O-B-O-T-S-R-A-D-I-O. You just put that in the box at checkout. Super cool stuff. I hope you guys check it out. And any purchases you make help to support the shows on the network. So whether it's my shows or someone else's shows, click the link in the show notes for your favorite show. Give them some support and get yourself some awesome loot. If you have
0: any questions about Nuka
1: World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Why don't we ask the newcomer? You support the news? Hey, Vault Dwellers. Welcome again to the show. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm Tom, or in video games, I go by robots. So if you're looking to group up in any uh, any of the games, Fallout 76 or Elder Scrolls Online, which tend to be my big two right now, um, yeah, shoot, shoot me a little friend request. R0B0TS. I Definitely need to get back into fallout 76. I have been neglecting it I've been focusing on Elder Scrolls online getting ready for the next update on that But with all the big updates and all the new rollouts and everything I've been I've been watching some of my friends stream I've been you know some of the guys some of the people you've heard me mention on previous shows uh, Some of the people that have streams, you know what I'm gonna do right here I'm just gonna call some of them out if you Uh, Listen to a previous show where where, uh, Duke from out of the vault That's another podcast. You should go check it out They go over all the patch notes and all the really cool nitty-gritty stuff about the game that I don't go over Um, Duke is the guy with the really cool nice low voice and he's got this super chill Super informative stream in the mornings over at out of the vault on Twitch So twitch.tv slash out of the vault I'm, I'm sorry out of the vault show And go check him out and then he and um, Tooniversal, Toonbox, have been streaming in the mornings and it's this wonderful connection, they built this really neat connection of like Somebody gets on the stream early. They've got an audience. They're doing their thing. And then they raid the next person and the audience all moves over to that person. And then they raid. uh, They go, I've mentioned Quantum Pixie before. And so they'll raid Quantum Pixie. And then she'll get a a big boost in people. And so it just becomes this like roving party throughout the day of uh, Fallout 76 streamers. And sometimes they stream together and join groups together and things like that. So Highly recommend it. I always have to highly recommend something. Highly recommend go checking all that stuff out. And you'll actually find me in there a lot of days under Robots Radio, which is my now the name of my Twitch channel. And um, I'll be in there, you know, wishing I was playing along while I'm at work getting other stuff done. So go check that stuff out. Uh, that's how I've been getting my Fallout 76 fix right now. Because... I haven't really dug back into the game yet, but they've got, they've got raids coming. There's all this cool new armor. There's the, the sheep squatch stuff. I am so behind. So tonight I am planning to get on that. I'm going to play some more. I'm going to be streaming in the evenings. um, Just like I've mentioned before. And this is, this is something of note. I've been trying to get together, like kind of create this regular weekly get together thing, but I'm not very good at the community building stuff. So I've reached out to Chimichanga Kinsey, who you might recognize from heading up the Sunday uh, groups, the Sunday in-game groups around 4, 4 p.m. Eastern, my time, um, where everybody gets in and they all have a theme and they all go do some fun stuff together in-game. Those have been super popular. Well, Kinsey's been heading that up and doing a wonderful job of, that, of it. And so I reached out and said, hey, would you mind... Helping me do that for my community. And um, <laughs> they were very excited and said, Yes, that sounds awesome. And they have lots of really great ideas. And so we put a poll out on the Twitter account to see when would work best for people. And so the two different time options are evenings after nine, which is usually when I can get in games during the week, or Saturday afternoons, which is also another time that I could potentially spend some time playing and uh, jumping in with you guys. And we're, we're tossing some ideas around. We think think we might just get a bunch of people together and do like a, a deathclaw hunt together or something fun just kind of for the community. It'll last a few hours or as long as people are wanting to hang out. And we'll make it kind of a regular event and if you're interested in that check out the twitch at fallout lorecast or jump in the discord there's there's a uh, links in the show notes as usual and kind of chime in because that's where the notifications are going to be mostly is in the discord and in twitch or I'm sorry, in Twitter. (laughs) Too many TW names. And so if you want to plug into any of that, make sure that you are in one of those places so you can be involved and aware of what's going on. And we would love for anybody and everybody who wants to have a good time and meet, make some new friends and just kind of hang out to be involved with those. Those should be starting up sometime in the next few weeks. And if you want to chime in on the poll, it is currently live on my twitter account i don't know if it will still be live by the time this episode goes up but you can always jump in discord and make make your thoughts heard to the community um let's see anything else going on with fallout 76 i haven't really jumped back in so i'm not super plugged in how are you guys enjoying the sheep squatch stuff i hear that that's actually very difficult the boss is pretty tough um to get through there so um Yeah. So if anybody wants to even jump in with me and help me get through some of that content, because I'm I'm like I'm like a baby again. Like I knew that game like the back of my hand, but then all of a sudden they do all these really cool updates and I haven't done any of them. And now I'm having to relearn everything. So I would love the help if you guys want to jump in and help me out. Um, So as usual, uh, this show is um, supported by our patrons. Uh, No new patrons this week, but as always, I have to thank every one of you for supporting the show and helping me do this because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to make this happen. And thank you so much. If you're interested in checking out the rewards that you can get from signing up on Patreon to support the show for even as little as $1 a month, go to patreon.com slash falloutlorecast and you can check that out. And we also have to call out some other new awesome reviews this week. Thank you so much to everyone who takes the time to review the show and write some words up on iTunes. Um, if you give it five stars and write some words, then I'm going to read those words on an episode of the show. So this week, we've got two new reviews, one from Edward975 from the United States, who writes, Lord Junkie! exclamation mark. Love this show. You can tell how much effort is put into every subject, and robots' delivery is second to none if you're a fan of fallout this is a must listen well thank you so much edward i do appreciate that um sometimes my today my i've been stumbling over my words more than usual i don't know what's going on with that uh but if this episode seems a little rougher then i apologize but i do try to make sure that the quality of this does does stay up to a certain level um i and i appreciate you uh noting that then we have uh reynoso marcus I don't know how to pronounce that name uh, from the United States who writes amazing podcast. Hey robots. First off, just wanted to say what an amazing podcast you have going on. I am an absolute sucker for all things. Fallout lore, a, a, Beep for the lore, if you will. I'm trying to keep the rating of the show not in a mature land. And this is, but you can imagine what that word might be. Uh, This is a fantastic viewpoint. I've done a lot of research on Fallout lore already. So a lot of the info, especially involving Fallout 3 and 4, I already know. But it's great to get a fresh new perspective on things. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, So Marcus. I do appreciate that. And if you are wanting to get on the show and make sure that you get called out, then leave a, leave a review on iTunes or... If you subscribe at the second tier or more on the Patreon, you will get called out specifically for being a patron for the show. So I do appreciate everyone's support. Thank you so much. I also hope that you guys have been enjoying some of the episodes we've been doing with uh, featuring other people, bringing other people on the show. There are a lot of people in this community who have really, really cool ideas and perspectives, and I want to give them a voice because... They can note things about these games that I can't always bring only from my perspective, and it helps, I think, make the the show a better experience for everyone when we can pull all that stuff together. The one drawback is it does kind of slow down our progress through a lot of the material, um, but... I think that's probably okay in the long run because I I want to get other people's perspectives and I want to see what resonates with you guys. Um, Of course, we're going to continue probably next week or the week after that, depending on what gets done for next week's show, uh, with the Vault series going through each of the vaults um, that will always be in every other episode kind of thing or in every other episode from one of the main content kind of thing. So like NCR main content, then another vault episode. Um, But I'd also like to get to, like I mentioned during the show, doing like a a recap of kind of the main points of fallout one and fallout two. And then maybe even fallout three, fallout four, some of the DLC, some of that stuff to really kind of continue to build up that, uh, perspective, that understanding of all of these things are things that happened in the world and they happened in this order. And to give you even more an understanding of that, especially once we have a base understanding of who the different factions are, what the different kinds of creatures are, the origins of those things, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to create that foundation of knowledge and then continue to build on it. So like I said, like I've mentioned a hundred times, there's so much more stuff I want to get into. It's just a matter of having the time to get to it. So let me know what you think if you if you're enjoying certain types of episodes more than others or if you like certain topic or if you have any questions or anything like that. And if there's a specific topic that you want us to dig into the show, then Patreons at the third tier or or higher can put in a request to have a very specific topic discussed on the show, just like I did in, in a few episodes ago. So I've been rambling too long. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, make sure that you don't. Brandish a weapon in NCR territory because you might just get like shot completely right away for breaking the law. Um, probably not just shot right away, but they're not going to be very happy with you. The scary looking dude in the mask and the trench coat is going to draw his weapon and you're going to have kind of a hard time. So be careful with that. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks and no copyright infringement is intended. This is the new show where the hosts from the Robots Radio Network podcast, all of your favorite hosts, get together every week and they talk a little bit more deeply about some of the things going on in the games and the things that they're enjoying recently. So if you're looking for a fun show talking about games, entertainment with all of your favorite hosts and also a really wacky competition at the end of each episode... Give Robots Roundtable a shot. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and basically everywhere.